Liam Santa Maria is with us now to chat that and more out of the weekend. Hello, Liam. Uh, hi, Jacob. Hi, Wayne. Great to be back with you guys. And, uh, yeah, it certainly was just an unbelievable round of basketball and uh, a surprise result, uh, unbelievable games and, and thrilling finishes. Well, isn't it great, Liam, that you can get to this stage of the year and, and you're an expert, you, you watch the games, you broadcast the games, you, you write on the games, you think, right, we've got it We've got it worked out. We know the good teams are, we know the teams that are struggling. And then Thursday night into Friday night happens and you go, well, you know what, What? how can I possibly tip a winner with how some of these results are playing out? No, you can't. Um, and uh, to be honest, I never get to that point <laughs> with this league where you feel like you've got it worked out because... As soon as you get to that point, as soon as you think you know what's going on, um, you don't because it's, it's incredibly tight. It's so competitive. Um, it's unpredictable, as my man Corey's been saying in, in the last few days. And, um, you know, you just don't know what's going to happen from one night to the next. Now, there are some teams that, you know, have better form than others over the course of the year. But with 10 teams uh, all starting the year looking to win the championship, there's no rebuilding in the NBL. You're trying to win the championship year after year. Uh, then anything can happen on any given night. All right. Well, let's uh, have a look at the Kings. Their weekend. I mean, obviously against the Wildcats, losing then losing against the Breakers. That was a big win for the Breakers after they've had uh, a couple of well, one against the bottom team and you know, lost two in a row. So a big turnaround. Massive turnaround. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not an ideal weekend for the Kings at all, is it? They've been the standout team in uh, in the competition and. Um, and they put together a couple of losses. It was a, it was a tough schedule. It was a tough schedule for Perth and Sydney. The back end of that double header that they each had, uh, travelling from Western Australia back over to the, to the East Coast. And for Sydney, well, they had a desperate New Zealand Breakers team ready to, ready to fire. The Breakers have won just two of their previous nine games, and um, they played, they played really well against the Kings. A couple of key guys sitting out: Barry Brown Jr and Isaiah Liapa, but um, they were good enough nonetheless. Jarrell Brantley was sensational with 30 points, and um, Will McDowell-White was, was brilliant, 20 points and 10 assists, uh, four rebounds off a triple-double. So a big win for the Breakers, and um, yeah, a bit of a, just a bit of a hiccup, a bit of a speed bump along the way this weekend for the Sydney Kings. Yeah, they were talking a good game before they came over here, Liam, and they always do. I mean, when you've got someone like um, Paul Smith within your organisation, I guess you're going to have that. But um, maybe just a bit of a reality check for the Kings. As you mentioned, they've had a really good year. They're the reigning champs, but uh, perhaps put back in their place. They, they failed the war of words for a rare time. <laughs> yeah, I, I think more importantly, they didn't, get, they didn't get the win on the floor, mm. um, you know, in either of their games this, this weekend. Um, you know, they're full of confidence. They always will be. They've got a talented lineup that that, that plays really well together and, um, you know, they're the defending champs on top of the ladder. Why wouldn't you have some confidence? But uh, they didn't defend at a, at a high enough level against the Wildcats. You give up 111 points um, and you're going to lose. So that's what they experienced in that one. And then, um, and then yeah, as I said, they, they were up against it against, against the Breakers after, after all that travel. And um, they went down. So, yeah, I know cause for major concern here the Kings, they'll, they'll settle their ship. Is there concern for the Wildcats again? I mean, you mentioned the 111 they scored against the Kings. It didn't seem a very defensive game, that one. And they got caught out again. And, and the rebounding has become a real issue. It's been a real issue all year, Wayne. We've, we've mm. spoken about that. And at times, especially recently, that they've, 
they've been able to do enough defensively and on the glass um, to overcome their their shortfalls in that regard because they're so talented offensively. You know, with Cotton, Webster, um, to Sean Thomas playing well, Brady Manick playing well, they're gonna they're gonna put points on the board. But can they defend well enough? Can they rebound well enough? They're the questions we've been asking uh, all season long. Um, and they, you know, they've given up 90-plus points in each of these last four games. Won three of them, but, uh, you know, it all got way, way out of hand against the South East Melbourne Phoenix, who beasted them on the glass. Got really whatever they wanted offensively. Scored 112 points and, um, and took care of business. So... Uh, I've been impressed with what the Wildcats have done recently. I like what John really did in shortening the rotation and leaning into their strengths, what they do well. But I can't see this team winning the title, Wayne or, or Jacob, because if you are given up regularly uh, over 90, over 100 points, that's, you can't win the championship in the NBA. You mentioned about the travel for the Kings and the Wildcats coming back over. They had the, the game Friday night, which finishes pretty late. The, the Wildcats had to travel, and then they've got the early game on Sunday. Can we use that as a bit of a reason to try and give us a little bit of hope later on? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's no doubt that that, that, that impacted the league of the Wildcats, you know, and especially when you play a short rotation. A bunch of guys getting the majority, the vast majority of the minutes um, yeah, that's going to take its toll. So the Phoenix were desperate. They they come in. They're, they're a tough. They're a problem on the offensive glass anyway. And they're, they're tough to defend because they put so much heat on the rim, relentless attack on the rim, hard to keep off the free throw line. So all of that combined, the short rotation, the travel, the short turnaround, playing against the desperate team, uh, not surprised to see them go down. Um, so that's the challenge for the Wildcats now, lick those wounds and bounce back at home on Friday night against the bottom place side. Ryan Brockoff left this game early with the groin injury and looked visibly distressed. He's had a few injuries over the last couple of years. Could it be the worst possible news? Is it feared season over? I mean, I don't want to put the the cart in front of the horse, Jacob, but I think it might be. Um, Scans today, so we're awaiting news, I think. All the Phoenix fans, certainly, but I think for all the neutral fans around the country and fans of other teams are probably hoping for good news for Ryan Brockoff as well, just because, you know, he has had such a rough, rough trot. And he's fun to watch when he's up and about. I mean, the Red Army wouldn't have enjoyed it yesterday, but six made triples in that first half, 22 points at half time. I mean, um, you know, that's just explosive scoring. So uh, you're right, he was visibly distressed emotional um, towards the end of that game when he was when he was letting Simon Mitchell, their head coach, know that he wasn't good to go. And, um, you know, the South East Melbourne Phoenix are waiting results of those scans today. And um, it, 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 if he's out, it's a massive blow for that team because he just does so much for that squad. Liam Santamaria with us, NBL writer and broadcaster. We're chatting the round of NBL, round 16, and what a round it was. Heritage round as well. Some of those great jerseys we've seen from yesteryear were worn over the weekend. Uh, Adelaide, their season looks in free fall from here. Uh, they went down to Melbourne. It, it loomed as a season-defining game for both. Huge crowd in Adelaide on Saturday night, and unfortunately the 36ers losing run continued. Uh, how do we summate this season for Adelaide to this point, Liam, with everything still to play for? Better bust. Mm. Jacob, um, they told us 
prior to the season uh, that it's championship or bust for them this year. And, and it was, uh, you know, it was fair enough too because they put a squad together loaded with talent. Um, they loaded up and uh, then when push came to shove, they didn't get the job done. Had some fun along the way, certainly in pre-season. That historic win over the Phoenix Suns. None of us will ever forget uh, what they did on that night. But over the course of the NBL season, they haven't been good enough for long enough. Um, we spoke about needing to defend at a high level. Well, they haven't been doing that on a regular basis, the Adelaide 36ers, and they've lost too many games. Now, they, they, they did rally mid-season. They had a bit of a run there after moving on from Craig Randall where things started to look uh, better, uh, but it's fallen away in the key part of the season. Five-game losing streak right now when they really needed to be stacking wins on top of each other. And so now they're 11 and 14 with three games to go. So the best they can do, if everything goes amazing from here, is to get to 500. And that's not going to be enough to, to participate in the postseason. So they said championship or bust. It's not going to be the former. So um, we land at the latter. Where do the jack jumpers sit in this uh, premiership puzzle? Well, they're in the mix. Wayne, I don't think that team can win the title. But, uh, you know, I said about a month or month and a half ago, it's a top four team for me, and, and that's where they sit right now in fourth place um, because they're just so solid. They're just so solid. Every game, they, they play tough for the full 40 minutes, and they play together. And then, look, if they do have a bit of a, a, a game where they're not at their best, they're so good at bouncing back. So... Over the course of the season, they're just going to win enough games to land in that top four. So, will they will they work their way through the play-in tournaments to be in the semi-finals? That's going to be fascinating to see. But I think they're going to finish inside that top four. They're going to play in that first um, play-in tournament game, three versus four, to see if they can get their way straight through. And um, they're a tough beat night after night. But look, in a semi-final or grand final series against the likes of New Zealand or Cairns or Sydney, I don't think they can they can get that done at a high enough level to actually hoist the trophy. But you've got to love what they bring to the bring to the table and have done over the course of well, not just this season but last season as well. Hey Liam, what's what's changed with the Brisbane Bullets? Because they've been a shambles for most of the year, on and off the court, and all of a sudden they've strung three in a row together in the last week. It's been a fun way to finish the season, hasn't it? And um, to be honest, we we probably all thought it was going to go the other way, the way things were looking. They go down by forty nine points to Sydney a few weeks ago, and um, it looked like that team was completely falling apart. So it's a credit to them. Uh, Aaron Baines, Nathan Sobey, Tyler Johnson, sensational. Um, and Greg Vanderjack, the interim head coach, to be able to kind of uh, rally the group, um, continue to stay motivated, play at a high level. And, you know, they're on a three-game winning streak right now uh, at the, at the de- uh, you know, back end of the season while, you know, the rest of the league is playing so desperate to try to make the playoffs. So really, really positive way for that team to finish the season right now. And hopefully they can... They can keep it, keep it up over their last three games. Something to build on going into NBL 24. Uh, Liam Chayeli, just to finish up, uh, he had a concussion in the preseason. He suffered another head knock uh, at the weekend playing for, for Melbourne United. Clearly there's some concern there and we're rightfully taking concussion more seriously. Do you have any update on his condition? I don't. Uh, we await word from, from Melbourne United, but, um, but I'm very concerned. Um, it's, uh, it's been too many. 
too many concussion um, situations that he's been dealing with uh, over the course of this season, going back to pre-season. And, um, you know, poor fella just can't take a trick in that regard. Oh, I would expect him to sit out the rest of this year at least, Jacob. So um, what does that mean moving forward into next season? is going to be really interesting to watch, but they're going to need to be really careful with Shaili. Um, he's going to need to be really careful with himself um, for the sake of himself and his and his family and his, his life, um, you know, beyond basketball. So uh, troubling troubling times there for Shaili and, and, and Melbourne United, and we await words to, to hear um, what it means for him over the course of the rest of this season. We wish him well. Liam, thanks for your time this morning. I know you're about to board a plane and, and head to the nation's mm. capital. So thanks for your time and um, looking forward to another great uh, week of NBL and nice to have Heritage round. It was nice to see some of those uh, old-time jerseys, particularly the Wildcats. Cheers, guys. Have a great week. You too. Liam Santa Maria joining us here on Sport FM.